Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all my listeners wherever you are tuning in from and welcome to this to the 18th um episode of Purposeful Happiness. It's a beautiful day in Memphis. The weather has started to improve a lot. It's probably around 70 degrees right now. And I'm uh I'm outside. I'm at a park which is very close to my home. Um the Arlington Park and it's dedicated to the people of Arlington who gave their lives in service of the country and there's a long list of um, names from World War 2 Korean War Vietnam War so on and so forth and it's uh, it's strange um, the Arlington as a city or as a town is is very small it's probably around uh, you know today it's probably around uh, 11 or 12000 people um but back in those days it probably was even much much lesser than this uh but the list here of of um you know names of people who have died in those wars are pretty long it's a grim reminder of uh humankind i think we have killed more humans humans have killed more humans than any other things in the world and right now um the entire entire country is watching uh people die in ukraine uh people suffering in um soviet russia under the regime current regime um and if you all if you tie all these things back to what we are talking about in terms of happiness it's very apparent that some things are choiceless for humans freedom peace harmony and happiness are choiceless and when any of these choices are taken away from you you fight back you fight back to regain what's fundamentally yours um <clears throat> so um things like peace things like quiet things like happiness they all seem to be related they all seem to be pointing towards the same thing even though they are expressed um uh, through different words uh they probably have subtle differences in their implications but by and large it's probably all leading to the same thing you cannot have happiness if there's no peace you cannot have peace if there's no quiet so they all either seem to be related or seem to be the same expression uh, so, uh, different expressions of the same thing um now when we come to talk about peace and quiet you know it's um, depending on which philosophies appeal to you more you know i come from the eastern philosophical um lineage so some of those things make a lot of sense to me um they make a lot of sense to me intellectually at least um and from that that perspective we have to look for peace and quietness both in the body mind and the soul we don't have a proper understanding of what the soul is It, it's the subtlest piece of our existence we often don't have a clear idea of what our mind is which is very subtle 
but we do have some idea about what the body is. Um, and if each of these things, even though they may, may be the manifestation of the same thing, they still exist. They still, we still perceive them to be different um, in nature in their existence. And we have to, we have to, we have to look for peace and quietness in both body, mind, and then soul. If you analyze where, uh, what is, what it means uh, for the body and mind to be peaceful and quiet, um, it's almost like saying that the default state of a body and mind is peace and quiet, unless and until there is a there is a disturbance in the body or mind. For example, if there's an illness in the body, your body will not be peaceful, and hence your mind will not be peaceful. Have you ever had a situation where you had a uh, toothache and no matter what you do, your tongue would, would constantly go back to that tooth, try to go back to that tooth? Um, if you have uh, any sort of physical ailment, um, uh, you would you may have observed that your body or mind <clears throat> gets called to attention to that particular area, to that particular sickness over and over again. Just basically a disturbance of the body as well as of the mind. The distractions of the mind are are uh, even more difficult to both comprehend as well as to resolve. Yeah. Illness of a body can be treated pretty um, pretty uh, methodically and pretty objectively by medical sciences, but tre treatment of the mind becomes difficult. So it's very important that we understand what those distractions of the mind, distractions of the mind's are, mind are. Um, by and large, to to make it simple, you know, the, the mind gets distracted if we have um, a certain sudden um, spur of desires coming in, um, a sudden memory pops up, or sudden emotion sort of overwhelms us. None of these things are apparently under our control. You know, people who have been practicing these sort of uh, art for a while, they probably have some control over many of these. But normal people like me, for example, would have no idea when a sudden desire would pop up in my mind, when a sudden memory would show up in my, in my mind, or how my mind would suddenly reflect on certain emotions that I've, uh, that I've held for long. Um, and, and the whole unpredictable nature of some of these stimulus uh, makes it very difficult for us to control the mind. The mind works in either the past or the present. Eh, sorry, either the past or the future. Most of our minds work in either the past or the future. Let me qualify it that way. And by living in either the past or the future, we miss the present. There's a nice saying that what we are today is because of our actions of the past. And what we will be tomorrow is because of our actions in the present. But if we miss the present, we are actually giving up all our all the possibilities of being happy in the future. But if you look at how our mind works, it either works on some of the memories. Memory is again incidents that have happened from the past or things about things that might happen in the future, which is from our desires. Um, and, and this is one of the most complex things of the minds. We, 
invariably miss out on the present by living either in the past or dwelling in the future and these are the distractions of the mind and unless we have a clear understanding of where the disturbances are where where the disturbances come from how the disturbances arise it might be very difficult for us to be able to understand how to control the mind again that's a wrong phrase controlling the mind because you you would be controlling the mind with what with your mind right we don't have any other instrument to control the mind except for the mind so it's almost like asking a a, a cop to catch a thief while while knowing that the thief itself is a cop right it's it's the, it's a doctor it's like uh, catching the doctor who's killing the patients so that's where the challenge would be for most of us and that's where the challenge um, that that's a challenge that i have been trying to work through for the last several years as far as the body is concerned it's fairly it's much easier to understand and comprehend and control the body than to control and understand the mind now i usually do two things and this is what i'll uh, leave you guys with today um how to be how how to how to have a how to get to a situation without going um, exhaust without exhausting my uh, you know whole life on yoga and meditation practices what are the simple ways that we can still practice in our day to day life um even in 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 uh, during our work days during the week days um even if you're uh, you know employed like 10 hours a, a day at work what are the things that we can do uh to kind of um, have a better understanding of the mind again my approach is for us to understand the mind and how it behaves and then to find ways in how to control that behavior so it's almost like working in a feedback loop if you control your behavior you are sending a signal back to your mind to how to behave and how to react and over a period of time this feedback loop get become stronger and stronger and hence by controlling your behavior you are controlling your mind and leading to a time when your mind then starts controlling your behavior in the way that you want to being subtle it's very difficult being subtle it will take longer and being subtle there is no one right way or one right medicine for us to do that so it's a con- matter of constant practice learning observation practice learning observation making the small changes moving forward but it works it might take longer it might you might start to see some results in about 3 months 4 months 6 months of time but if you keep on that practice it just works and these are simple practices these are not as aligned to any religion or any philosophy or anything else um that might be construed as faith it is purely um quite scientific uh and 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 quite methodical uh so you should not have any problem no matter what your background is what your faith systems are you you would should not have any problem in adopting any of these There are two things that I have done in the past that helped me. One is uh, I used to take long walks in the morning and in the evening. I took a 3 month break from work back in 2014 uh when 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 I started off with this I took a 3 month break and I we were in Maine at that time. We were just about 1 um, mile from the coast so I would go early in the morning to the to the beach um these are pristine beaches there's almost no people around in winter 
I would take these long walks for 45 minutes to an hour and I would not reflect on anything. I would just walk keeping my mind on my footsteps. I would not try to admire the beauty, I would not try to appreciate nature, I would not try to do anything. I would just let my eyes and my mind and my ear all feel the footsteps that I'm taking. And I would repeat that in the in the afternoon in the evening sometime though not may not be at the beach all the time but I would take long walks in one of those um you know um state parks in me again the idea for that walk is to let the mind do what the mind wants to do and not direct the mind to do something else and in that way slowly over a period of time i would learn how to observe my mind how to understand where my mind is going and how my mind is going to work so by keeping my mind on my footsteps by keeping my mind on the next step i would try to keep the mind at the present not thinking about nature not thinking about the beauty around me not thinking about what has happened in the past not thinking about not bringing my memories back not bringing my emotions back i would keep my focus on my step on my next step and that's what that's that's that was a process that i tried to keep bring my mind to the present and believe it or not it might sound simple it might sound stupid even but it works um slowly over a period of time what i realized is uh when i'm doing something my mind is actually on that piece of work and not something else you know we realize that even though we are fully engaged in something our mind may have slipped and have gone into some other place without us even knowing at that moment uh but with this practice over and over again over three or four months i was able to understand where my mind is at that particular point in time so even if the mind was fleeing i would realize at that moment that my mind is off my footsteps that my mind is trying to go to the waves that's crashing the mind is going to the starfish that i see climbing onto the shore uh but i could perceive that my mind was going and it would not be a surprise for me The second thing is um just the opposite sitting you find a quiet place um a quiet place that does not have much distraction in terms of noise touch smell sight probably pick a very dull place i would again go back to the ocean uh the ocean has a pretty uh stable unchanging horizon most of the time and uh, it gave me a very bland appearance and the sound of the waves created a uh, almost a, a homogeneous noise level for me which would uh, this which would sort of subside any other noises coming um, from either the birds or the wind or anything else sitting there with uh, sitting straight you know it doesn't matter how you fold your feet how you hold your hands uh keeping the spine straight is all that matters if you're sitting uh on your butt that's absolutely fine if you feel like sitting on a chair that's absolutely fine um the purpose of sitting is to keep the body in one single position comfortable position where you can breathe freely so if you slouch you're not going to breathe freely 
if you if you sleep or lie down halfway like you're relaxing on uh, you know in a summer day you're relaxing on a uh, on a couch uh, next to the swimming pool none of those things it's a very simple sitting posture uh, keeping your spine straight and your head either straight up or mindly pointing down and that's all that it takes um, there are if you have gone through buddha's books you would probably have heard about this keeping your mind on the breath keeping uh, your mind here and keeping your mind there without a proper guru it's very difficult to understand what that means what that breath means what that keeping your mind on the breath means how to do it so instead of doing it wrong i prefer not to do it at all um but the effect of simply sitting simply sitting down and breathing the only thing you need to do is to make sure that your spine is straight and your breath is uniform you're not panting you're not uh, gulping air or you're not gushing air out you're not breathing heavily normal breath try to keep the pace of the breath same like if you're taking 5 seconds to breathe in take 5 seconds to breathe out again don't exert yourself this is not a breathing exercise breathe normally but um, make sure that your body does not exert itself it has to be in its absolute normal state what happens is you would slowly realize what your body's capacity is in terms of quietness initially it will be hard you will feel like scratching your nose scratching your toes scratching your hair uh, you'd feel you'd probably be conscious of all the uh, you know wind you know kind of messing up your hair and this and that all those things would go away slowly if any of those things happen if you want to you can fix it if you don't want to just ignore it but um keep breathing and and sit do not think about your mind let it let your mind do what it wants to if it goes in 50 different places if it brings back memories you just don't pursue any of the things that your mind brings to you let the mind change itself let the mind bring whatever it has to you feel okay with it and that's the hardest thing once the mind pops something into your once once something is brought into your mind either from memory or from the future or from an emotion we try to pursue that thought in our mind and hence we try to drag that thought over a period of time it's the idea of sitting like this in stillness is to understand that we are the ones who are dragging those thoughts it's not the mind all the mind is doing is popping that thought in your head so over a period of time you would be able to sit peacefully thoughts will come thoughts will go and you you'd find yourself not attracting a thought and not being attracted to a thought and that is a big relief it takes time it's going to take time it's going to take 3 4 6 months again we are talking about the mind something that we don't understand properly something that we can't conceive properly something that is not very objective to us so we have to make these small steps based on our own observations of our mind but these are experiential truths these these are the things that people have tried and tested for like thousands of years in india in tibet in thailand in japan so we know that it works it's just that we have to make sure that it works for me it works for you and the way to do that is to make those small changes as you move along again having to have a guru probably helps because they can now direct you in a way uh which is more um 
result oriented but there's nothing in those things that you cannot do on your own if you want to again like we have discussed many times in the past sincerity is the biggest um uh you know support system that you'd have if we are honest about our efforts if we are sincere about our efforts then even the small efforts will bear results it'll bear results in a positive way and it's it's a strange thing you'd see uh, and i have seen this in my own own life to going through this that when you when i am earnest somehow everything uh falls in place somehow the entire consciousness sort of works itself out and provisions uh for my next step it, i can't explain it but it just happens and i believe uh, when i my guru says that it is the it is the universal consciousness that's that's kind of working again i'm i'm not a very advanced student i'm just like you have started for a couple of years but i know from the experiences little experiences that i have had that there is a possibility that it works so uh, all, all i'm doing is sharing my experiences with you and if it happens to me if i can do it there's no reason why you cannot with that uh i will end the episode here today um i would send my prayers and thoughts to the people who are suffering in ukraine right now um and i would request that uh we all do the same we have them in our prayers for the sick for the elderly for the children for the mothers for the fathers for the people who are um you know trying to defend their country and also for those people who have been made to invade the country without their proper understanding knowledge or even their consent so with those thoughts and with those prayers i'll say thank you and i'll come back to you next week again Thank you.